All Altitude Show. The show for June 5th, 2019. How's it going, everybody? Well, I gotta do the, the correction here. The A Show regret the air that uh, that your yours truly host has said Kyrie on Kyle Lowry for the t- 20 minutes or so. You know who I meant when I said Kyrie. Because, you know, it doesn't... You know, I don't know why I said it. It's I, I was like, I don't think his name was Kyrie, but for some reason I, I, I'm engulfed in the fucking NBA free agent drama the reading about Kyrie Irving the entire time that I call Kyle Lowry as uh, a Kyrie. But you know, it kinda makes sense. It's a shortened form. It's a cute nickname, right? It's K Y. Skip the L and E, L and O, and W and R Y. So you just don't have the E at the end, but it's still Kyrie. So that's the shortened name that I give him. Our Kyrie. Our Kyrie of Toronto is the Kyle Lowry from the Villanova Wildcats, not the Kyle Kyrie Irving from the Duke and then whatever. So anyways, errata correction there. I, I regret the air. However, I have my own justification in my head. So uh, yeah, so I'm recording this a little bit early because uh, I'll be I'll be out on the West Coast. I'm not going to be bringing my mic or anything. Uh, so uh, this might be a little out of time. So uh, but, uh, by the time you hear this, the game three should be going on or has had happened is that the right uh the the, the what you might call the conjugation of the verbs i don't remember uh but anyway so i saw the game one uh game two will happen sunday uh i gotta say the game game one i was uh as i said in the episode last episode i was like hey, you know what raptors could get pummeled who knows and then i completely you know, did not consider the nine-day layoff um, and all that stuff. But again, it's only game one. I mean, yes, we'll take one game at a time. You know, every fan, every whatever team, fans will take one game at a time. And then uh, there are some significant flaws with the Warriors uh, bench and then the depth, I must say, and then the defense. And the Raptors are pretty deep, you know, and then I thought of it but i didn't know it would come to an execution at all especially the you know the first game you got to make a statement especially at home the warriors are never at home it, it, we're not at home in the game one because always a home court advantage so it really goes with my initial philosophy or whatever spewing i was doing which was i don't know i really don't know how this series is gonna go i, I don't think anyone is very convicted about their position unless you're playing for the warriors or the raptors because it could really go either way. So game one was fantastic for the Raptors. Everybody had open looks. The Warriors' defense was got awful. And then other than Klay Thompson and Steph Curry, no one executed at all. And Andre Iguodala got hurt. Kevin Durant obviously is not going to play. He's hobbling if he plays. Even in game two, it's a stretch. Boogie Cousins came on in game one, but he was gassing and shit. I knew it was, I don't know, it was a barrage. Like, oh, Boogie's active tonight. It's like, dude, what the fuck's he going to do? Like, he, Marcus Hall can just shove him over. So that happened. So by the time, you, but again, I I'm, I'm glad it, it, I was on the edge the entire time, uh, but uh, I I won't be off my nervous wreck anxiety mode until game three by this epi- by the time this episode is uh well when this episode is out it will be Wednesday morning before the game three, so real true test I I see it up to is through next Wednesday after game three we know where we stand. If the Raptors are three and zero after that point, I'll be like, "Holy shit, dude!" Like, and then yeah, take. I I'll be shell shocked, and then I'll be off the edge. If the Warriors are up two to one, I'll be like, "This is a tall task." And then, you know that, 
so yeah, so but the Raptors must take one of the games. I as much as the Warriors are going, we gotta take one out of the home here in Toronto, uh, away from their home in Toronto. It's my home, goddammit. So I really am not certain about this series. Or or be sure about this until game three. That's when everybody saw everybody's you know, in game adjustment, game plays and everything. Who knows? KD comes back game three or four when they go back to the Golden State. That could change the dynamics absolutely because uh, Warriors absolutely need help. You know, the way that they play the game one. And then, you know what? But then, as I, 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 I've been texting my friends. I was like, you know, the Kraken could wake up. <laughs> you know, the monster can wake up at any moment. They had nine days off. Raptors had four days off. So Raptors' legs are a little more, whatchamacallit, a little good, giddy over there compared to the other ones. But I, I just go, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how this is going to go. So... By the end of this episode, you know, I, I, I might be like, so, um, so, good luck to everybody. Uh, I, I, I'm still just elated that the Raptors got this far. Uh, so, anyway, if you want to go listen to the offseason overview and whatnot uh, about the about the Raptors, go listen to the offsode. Uh, I'm not a bandwagoner. I'll just say I just have emotion. I never abandon my team. I just have an objective Asian parent moment. With a sports fandom, and I'm like, it's it's either best or nothing. I sound like Mercedes. Best or nothing. Win or nothing. Or don't talk to me. Like same for the Michigan football, Colorado. Although my expectation is not national championship, more like the conference. You know that kind of thing. So with, within the range of expectation, with a brand and then the whatever the you know that's my expectation for the franchises I have. So don't take that as a bandwagoning. It's a it's like an ex- extremely tall ass that I always have, but that I guess. Uh, I guess that's the Korean of me coming out. It's not a rage. It's not a rage. It's a passion. It's not a love. God damn it. So, anyway, so uh, what do I want to talk about? Uh, I I actually recorded this a couple times, um, but uh, <laughs> I listened. I listened, and then I, I and it's to a point. I uploaded it, but then uh, I I listened to it again. I I thought it was. I don't know. I didn't feel good. You know, I didn't think it was a good good read. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna record this again, and then this. I got about three hours before I got to head out to the airport, so I'm doing this. So, um, yeah, what did I want to mainly talk about was I found a couple of articles uh, over the weekend before the whole this Raptors fiasco started. Was the uh, I I was like, you know, I've been on a I've been on a, on these week weekend trips, like as I am about to go off to California and then uh, planning on other weekend trips to get away. You know, more people are flying. Flying has become affordable. And then I just saw news this morning that the Greyhound, the bus company, is putting up on sale. Because they're very, having a hard time competing against the very cheap flights, like <clears throat> Spirit. Um, so it's, and then people are just flying more and more. And then I'm like, all right, that's why I bought more Delta stocks. I like Delta out of all the American you know, air companies with good dividends. But point aside, everyone's really traveling a lot. And then, but there are some people obviously who can afford more than the other. And then there was also a Barron's article about saving for retirement or saving in general amongst us millennials or Gen Z coming. And then there's the article headline was uh, the climate change is, you know, not making millennials save money or something. So I was like, okay. And then I read it. And then it's basically, it's a most professional way of writing a YOLO mentality. It's like, you know what, man, there's no tomorrow, man. I live for the day, man. I, I'm not trying to get the light passed by me, man. You know, that thing. Therefore, I don't save, which to a degree I understand, but to a financial degree, I do not understand because like, even though I'm making these weekend trips, you know, 
doing the tour. I said it's a tour, and somebody asked me, "What is the tour for?" It's like tour for me, tour for my fucking Starbucks mugs, so they that so that I can say I was there, especially the places I haven't been after this uh, mug series ended. And also, you know, just go and see what's up, and then get away from the the Detroit area, a little Southeast Michigan, a little bit, because uh, I I I just need to I, I need to get away. I did a lot less year you know in michigan so i was just like i think i've seen almost everything i wanted to see it's not a big city i'll be honest you know there's like or seattle or san fran or la obviously like it's like hey there's so much to discover in this city you know let's do it together um i've seen so many profiles said that in the west coast i don't hear that here uh but <laughs> so and you know but i i do that usually in you know i, I look for the cheap flight i try to use delta i don't fly spirit because nickel and dime you and everything and then the cost ends up being somewhat similar to delta and i'm like fuck it i'll fly delta and then i i have my reasons for flying delta a being an active investor in delta b i genuinely believe delta is better than all of them three i, I have a sky pass from korean air so this is a sky team for the mileage purposes so i'm like fuck it share it all so and then detroit is a delta hub it's much easier finding delta flights or something related to delta so anyways i'm doing it within my means yes obviously you know it's costly here and there i try to do it within my means but there's some people you know that are traveling you know beyond their means or even within their means but like they they spend as much as they earn because it's like what the fuck's the point they had a good point it's like climate change and everything the tornadoes and hurricanes and all that going on what's the point of saving money you know there's not gonna be tomorrow 20 years from now the earth is already submerging man like miami's gonna miami's gonna be underwater in 20 years man so you better go right now you know that kind of shit which i understand and then it's harder and harder to save up the money to buy a house or you know even buy a car pay off the student loan in the there's a lot of narratives there, you know, climate change, income inequality, you know, stagnated income growth, you know, over the decades, you know, all that accumulates into fuck it. <laughs> and then there are some people who can obviously afford better vacations. Like, you know, it's no different from some people can better afford better housing and the car. And then I, it started a few years ago. I probably mentioned this story uh a few a couple years ago on the show like there was a google vice president couple uh who who posted on the google plus said he was on a vacation with his wife and kids i believe went on the top of mount kilimanjaro and then all right time and then the story he was telling was i'm i'm really doing it not by verbatim at this point paraphrasing it the worst way possible hey uh let's go back down and then uh we gotta go back to america in like three days or something and then the wife said that and then the guy just looked around you don't know over the horizon from the top of the mountain kilimanjaro said you know what let's stay here another three days and then he ended up just exploring all around africa for another three weeks and then he quit he quit and then he said you know what I, I i need to go back and just you know there are more things in life than just tech and grind and software and i'm like good for you man and then i think he had a ted talk after or something i can't remember the guy's name but i'm not researching it right now you know so go look him up but i i some people are like really inspiring man i wish i could do it you know those usual linkedin you know the thumbs up and the clapping thing they added now so go listen to my linkedin episode why the newsfeed is useless and then i go god i just roll my eyes a little bit i mean good for you for your vacation but i'm like i mean yeah he probably said yes i am privileged to go up at the top of mount kilimanjaro and shit but i'm just like i i don't know how to relate like 
you could come up with a poetic story. Yes, I I don't doubt that you felt that. It's like all the grind and burnout that you had, and then you're on the top of this mountain, and you want to kill more time to kind of recharge and everything, re- reset in life and professionally, all that. Great, but I just go like, I'm sorry, like I don't feel sorry for you, or I don't feel inspired by you. I just go, this is a prime example of fuck you, rich people, or f- people in the fuck you position. I mean, you're not the owner of Google or Alphabet, so I understand. You move up the ladder. You move up the corporate ladder. But, dude, come on. I just go like, come on. Did you really have to share it this way? I just go like, did you really need a Mike Kilimanjaro to be inspired? But anyway, so I, I, I started having this. I was like, yeah, why did you have to go up to Mount Kilimanjaro to do it? You couldn't do it at Mount Rainier. You couldn't do it at the Rockies and the Estes National, the Rocky Mountain National Park. You had to go all the way to Africa. I mean, come on, man. It's like, be more economical here. You know what? The, the, the lady coming to America, the beautiful off of Pikes Peak, you know, that was, that they did it without going into Mount Kilimanjaro with a philosophical and then a cultural achievement. So I, anyways, so there are people who can afford that. I cannot. I don't feel like it. Although I blew some money in the vacation accidentally. I was taken advantage of. However, that's a story for another day. <laughs> so I read this article that that's been brought up like there and then which also links to the new york times article about hey the, the mount everest back in nepal china where you know it's it covers many grounds of the countries over there right uh it's it, the headline on the new york times says it was like a zoo death on an unruly overcrowded everest now i i there was a movie everest that came out and i'm like who gives a shit you know <laughs> I think Jake Gyllenhaal was in that movie or something. Joaquin Phoenix. I can't remember. The, and then I just laughed at that movie. And then, But then the Mount Everest has become, you know, it, it, it's become a tourist attraction like anything, really. So I'm like, oh, my God, Jesus. And then uh, apparently about 11 people died. 11 people died so far as of uh, May 31st, 2019 this year. And then the government of Nepal is obviously issuing more permits for people to go up. And then there, all these people go, and then they spend ten thousand, seventy thousand, a hundred thousand dollars for the, you know, it's a new safari of the twenty first century, basically. And people go up there, and obviously some people are not qualified to be up there, you know. And then you know the like Dr. Doring, Ed Doring from Arizona, you know, his life ambition was go up to the Mount Everest, or like if you're Jeff Bezos, go to fucking space. Uh, and then he spent about $70,000, according to the New York Times, the doctor from Arizona. And then the latest guy who died was a lawyer from Colorado. And I'm sure it's like, it's, this is all going to be Colorado, Arizona people, the New Mexico, Montana people say, I've been in high altitude. I, I've been up there. I can do this. You know, I'm sure there's some of those people that really took it up that way, not being a professional mountaineer, climber, or whatever you want to call it. But I'm just like, why do you want to do this? <laughs> He's like, and then it's not cool anymore. You know, the Mount Everest, you know, it's, it's, it's the pinnacle of human achievement from all the British and then the Swiss explorers. Yes, British people say whatever you want. Yes, they invaded all these countries. Like, fuck it, and then we'll go up. And I'm sure the British ego took over when they invaded India and all other fucking countries. And then Swiss people is like, fuck, we got Alps. We can do the, the other next highest one. But... You know, they attempted many times. They had, like, multiple campaigns of trying to do it and fail. People died, you know, blah. And then you put the fucking flagpole up there. I mean, it's, it's, it's like 10 years before moon landing, 30 years before moon landing. That is like the moon landing. Now it's a joke. Now it's a joke. It's like, 
You see the photo, the long line of the climbers waiting to summit Mount Everest. And then people are waiting because it's like, obviously, there's only, it's this one area, uh, according to the New York Times article, uh, the flat part of the summit, which is estimated about the size of two ping pong tables, was packed with 12, 15 or 20 people. To get up there, the Dr. Doring had to wait hours in a line, chest to chest, one puffy jacket after next, on an icy, rocky ridge with a several thousand foot drop. So... He even had to step around the woman's body who just died. It was very scary. And then I was like, it was like a zoo. And then you look at this photo and like, yeah, what the fuck? And then obviously you got to take a fucking selfie and shit. And I don't even know the fucking thing works at a minus 40 degrees Celsius up there. Because, God, my iPhone that I leave in my car, use it as an iPod, died at minus 25 degrees in the car this past winter here in Michigan. I don't have to go up 20,000 feet up in elevation to know this. I'm like, what the fuck? And then like, it's a traffic jam. And then I hear a story from two years ago, like there's poofs and shit everywhere, you know. And then I just go like, it's a fucking zoo. And then like a few years later, people, it's a zoo. Everyone wants to do this. Everyone wants to say, I was there, man. And then do it for the grand man. What the fuck is this? And a 13-year-old makes it all the way to the top and shit. And then I'm sure the one company out of Seattle, I believe, was doing this with the Sherpas or the program. And they pay the Sherpas like $5,000. Because that's a big-ass money is like to send them to private school and shit. Yeah, sure, you do it if you're in Nepal and then the police show us. It's like, what else is there? You're not going to come up with an Amazon web service over there, unfortunately. So it's like, yeah, this is a tourist country. Same as Austria. It's like, yeah, this is a tourist country. Greece, same thing. Yeah, it's a tourist country. But I'm like, yeah, and then the article says, but it's not just like, and then some people, well, some people train for mar- marathon and stuff, PK. It's like, don't you want to? Do try something beyond your capability in your life. It's like, okay, marathon, I don't, un- another thing that I don't understand why people want to do. It's like, I, I don't have to do a marathon as a motivation to stay healthy. You know, I don't think you need to do it that far. You just have to do something feasible every day. If you've been a runner or Iron Man, Iron Woman, sure, go ahead. That's a, that's a fit. Or you've been a cross country runner all your life, sure, go ahead. It makes sense. But if you haven't done that and then you're just, doing it for whatever reason if you want to it's the reason is to stay healthy sure like you can just go to gym eat right if it do small have smaller goals i'm not saying dream not to dream big things but like you don't have to stretch it to do 42 and a half kilometers and then like you know 5k half marathon and stuff just to get in shape and all that it's even more dangerous take it to that extreme to begin with but anyways marathon at least you train this mountain climbing, yes, Dr. Doring and all these people have spent money trying to get the fucking uh, training and all that going. Great. You can afford that shit. Like, go. And then this guy is like, clearly one case. I don't know if everybody on this mountain. I highly doubt that every single one of them thought they, they would have a really hard time with air and shit. You know, it's like, you know, I've been up in mountains. I've been up in mountains. And then helicopters cannot get up there unless you're at the base camp. And then they... And then the the problem also is like, hey, the problem also is the in the article it says, uh, the lack of air is a problem. It's not the matter. Of it, it's because people bring the the oxygen bottle. So it is like climb climbers complain of theft and heaps of trash of the mountain. Yeah, I heard this. And earlier this year, they found the profound. The government investigators uncovered the profound problems with the some of the oxygen systems used by climbers. So the cylinders are either, quote leaking exploding or being improperly filled on a black market what the fuck is a black market oxygen 
Is it is it from China? Is it does it have lead in it? God, what the fuck, man? Or do I have to bring my own American gas oxygen? But is that gonna fucking pop in the airplane? But just go. Why do you want to do this? Like I'm not saying not do this, but they completely. The Mount Everest has become a joke, in my opinion. Mount Kilimanjaro has become a joke, in my opinion. It, it, the, the mirage or the the fucking putting those mountains on the pedestal time, it's over. It's a fucking tourist spot. And then it's going to be like that everywhere. And people who can only do these things, are like a 13-year-old got up there. And then I'm like, dude, what does your dad do? Is he a plastic surgeon in Hollywood? I guess that's what it is. My God. It's like all these Western people going up there. I'm sure mainland Chinese people go up there too. But I'm like, nah, nah, nah. Like we go to Germany or some shit. <laughs> Wasn't Philly? I didn't know there were so many Chinese tourists over there. It's like all these. Like if you go to Austria and then we saw, you know, that the uh, castle. You you hear the very first Euro trip crew episodes. Like, dude, the mainland Chinese people are so rich or don't give a fuck that they just buy the old historic land and say that's our uh, embassy. You know. Are they gonna do the same thing with the America with the Liberty Bells? Like we're, no, we're just gonna buy it, <laughs> and then it's like sponsored by, uh, I don't know, Tencent or some shit. I don't know. But anyways, point aside. Like you go up in the fucking mountains, and I, 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 it, it just bastardized the whole experience for me. And then I just go, you know what? I, I don't look at. I went to Mount Everest. I, I I'm not impressed. I'll be honest. Like. I, I'm not impressed. It's like you spent that much money. Fantastic, you know. Go. What's the next thing then? That's gonna be bastardized, BK. It's like, oh, maybe space travel. You know, whenever SpaceX and the Virgin Atlantic and uh, what was it, the Blue Origin figured this shit out, it'd be like, you know what? I I went up in the space station, the International Space Station, man. You like land pass, pay twenty five million dollars or whatever to do it from Russia, and then that was impressive. I was like, dude, this motherfucker did it in two thousand one, you know. Before all this was a thing. And then like, yes, I like people do it to go up there for travel. But like, that's going to happen at some point. I guess that's part of the human advancement of technology and everything. But I just, but the way people are lining up like this and then the Nepal government, obviously they need money. It's a poor country. But man, at the cost of 11 people, like, is this worth it? Now no one's going to go to Mount Everest. And then, I mean, all the Sherpas worked their ass off the last two decades creating this, you know, passage and a path, you know doing this so they're the experts over there you can't even bring the body down that's the worst part is like yeah yeah it fucking sucks so but i wouldn't do this i wouldn't do this just go to the rocky mountain national park americans you don't have to go to fucking nepal or mount kilimanjaro and be like have an epiphany in life america's big enough that's why i'm like traveling so much like america's relatively big compared to europe and asia so anyways that was uh, mount everest and then the, the other story that i saw uh on kotaku it says, tourists are causing headaches in Japan. And then I go, okay. So, obviously, like, a lot of people go to Japan. And I, got, I, I love Japan, too. i never been until three years ago for the wedding. I was only there three days in Osaka and uh, Kyoto. i never been to Tokyo, uh, but I greatly enjoyed it. I went during the holiday time, uh, early May, for the Children's Day. Uh, and uh, I didn't get to do all the urban-y things, you know, like, go drinking and go to karaoke and shit couldn't go to club or anything either because we're with family but you know it was uh it was a very clean country and then i go like wow this is nice i want to go watch baseball you know i want to go watch, go watch wrestling you know i still think about going you know and with australia later uh, in the, at the end of this year early 2020 
I mean, that's a stretch goal I have right now. Uh, but um, so anyways, uh, it says, according to the Kotaku article, it says, uh, quote, in 2018, a record number of 31 million foreign tourists visited Japan, which is as Nippon.com explains, was an 8.7% increase from the previous year, which also had been a record-setting year. And then the over 50% of the foreign tourists currently come from mainland China and South Korea, 15.3% from Taiwan, and another 7.1% hail from Hong Kong. Tokyo is the most popular destination, 46.2% visit capital, while 38.7% visit Osaka. So where, where where did the boom start? They said it's between 2014 and 2015. So when the foreign tourist number hit almost 20 million, but up to then, it's in, you know, it's leading up to then, it's been going up. Uh, like almost 20 years ago, they only had less than five million foreign tourists in 2001. Uh, and then the year they visited, uh, well, not visited, the year they hosted the World Cup in 2002. I mean, it's been going up since. So from Compared to 1990, 3.2 million tourists visited. So it's 10 times, nearly 10 folded in 20 years. Now, I mean, Japan, they try to be more welcoming towards the tourists and everything. Yeah, but then obviously as more foreigners come in, <laughs> you know, you get more annoyances. I could see it from the Japanese people point of view because Japan compared to other countries is way more conservative and closed off. And it is, it is to be honest, it's a big ass island. If you look at the whole nation, it's not like a peninsula like Korea, mainland China. Taiwan's a little off of the island, but you know, you know what I mean. Like, there aren't. It's a little far off compared to the rest of the Asia. So these people are really protective and everything. You know, the culture is a little closed off too. Even to me, it's Korean and Chinese people. Yet at the same time, they come invaded all the other countries that are visiting them now. So I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> It's like, why are you bitching about it? We're funneling money. We, when I say we, the other East Asian countries, which is a majority of these tourists, are funneling money into your slow-ass economy, into your country. You need these people. You know, they might be visiting, but at some point, you might need these people to work in your country. FYI, you know, Japanese people compared to the rest of the world where the birth rate is going down, it's worse <laughs> the the marriage rate and then the birth rate is going down way higher than any other countries so they obviously have a population problem supporting the 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 the, 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 the what generation is it you know our dads and granddads basically so you need the next generation of workers which they don't have do they have other software business booming and stuff yeah some but not as much as like 10 years ago 20 years ago it, where is the international footprint for them other than the existing brands like the Sony, you know, which is a dying brand at the moment. And all the car companies, Toyota, Honda, Nissan, you know, they need to step up a little bit too with their car efforts where it's going electrification and all that crap. Like, where's all that effort? Yeah, then, yeah soft phone is coming out. Anyway, point aside, the country's economy, which depends on the very traditional you know, businesses and companies and corporations and the traditional workers and traditional thinking, Ah, it's it, it's it's kind of bleak. So the country needs to funneling up talent and the people. So this is a way to introduce the thing, right? So I'm like, all right, this is gonna happen. But I'm not saying don't be a prick when you go to the fucking thing. Which is the point of this article too. It's like just be courteous. Don't be an asshole as a tourist at the very last. And then uh for vis and then the last paragraph basically for visitors quote so for visitors there are simple things to keep in mind when in Japan. Do as the Japanese. Leave things as you found them. But definitely remember the most important tourism rule of all. Don't be an asshole. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and then a fucking foreign tourist and then all this shit they got going here. They're not happy. And then uh, some bars pretend that this, they had the 
story about uh, this dude in Kyoto, which is a very nice city. But it was fucking crowded when I was there three years ago too. And then I, I saw all these uh, tourists wearing the kimonos and shit. I saw some Korean girls wear it. And then I just go in my head, <laughs> the hater side of me stepped out. I was like, traitor, traitor. It's like, you're, our ancestors fought these motherfuckers, you know, for our freedom and shit. And then you're wearing their shit. But then again, BK, you're, you're going to a Japanese wedding. Remember that? And I'm like, oh, shit, never mind. Globalization, globalization. All right, cool. Um, you know, so I just like take back that way. But, you know, it's like all the bar owners aren't happy. 80% of the whatever the customer, Nishiki Daimaru, his bar in Kyoto have 80% of foreign tourists. But then... Uh, visitors only buy small amounts of sashimi in the store, so he's losing money, and then locals aren't coming. It's like, ugh, they got too many fucking foreigners over there. They got too many Koreans and mainlanders over there. Stinky ass lead. And then the fucking oxygen breaking over there with their fucking tubes. Oh, what the fuck? Anyways, and then, uh, so they're not happy. And then, yeah, they're getting more closed off in some, you know, restaurants and stuff. But, you know, there's like, and then they're messing up, you know, the usual, hey, they ruined the. They ruined our, you know, streets and they ruined our monuments and they're throwing trash over it everywhere. That to be fair, in Kyoto, I had this problem too, which was I couldn't find the fucking garbage can for two hours walking around until I got to the subway station. Because Japan, they don't put tra- trash cans everywhere like they do in other countries because it encourages, you know, uh, littering. And then Korea tried to do the same thing and then you do, we'll get rid of the trash cans and then, you know. Uh, like they do in Japan. And then guess what happens? One guy throws something and then everybody throws some shit on it and it becomes a landfill in 20 seconds. So, but yeah, I had to hold on to my empty coffee cup for fucking two hours walking around Kyoto. It's like, PK, why didn't you just walk into another coffee shop and do it? I don't know. I don't want to be a dick. I didn't know there weren't going to be fucking garbage cans in Japan. So, you know what? There's a bit of that too. And then, the you know, volunteers pick up trash and stuff. You know, a lot of very countries with a long history to that. Austria, I saw this too. So, great. But to be honest, it's not only the foreigners messing up things. You know, rude Japanese have done that too, blah, blah, blah. And then the, there's a, one other example of the sand the uh, from the article about the Totori sand dune, dunes have seen the natural beauty ruined by the tourists who have violated site rules, writing huge messages like happy birthday, Natalie, or Sebastian with a face doodle. Presumably it was Sebastian's. Uh, Totori prefecture, prefecture, the prefecture? I don't know how to say pronounce this but uh, you know removing it's a it's a sand it's a beautiful beach you're not supposed to touch it people do it but then i go like dude it's a sand it's not a flower or something you can ruin japanese p- people play golf too just get that fucking bunker rake i mean yes you got to do it it's annoying and there's a big ass sign that you could see from a drone or helicopter or something so i'm sorry the same thing is not that bad there, yes put the sign up there but then like you could rake this it's not a fucking trash or anything you have to pick up just rake it a couple times but yeah, and then uh, they, and then uh, there's also the examples of the fucking spray painting of the Tokyo Metro train. I'm just like, ah, okay, that's an ugly ass painting too. Like, why would you want to paint the fucking thing? It's like you want to turn this into fucking New York or Paris. Anyways, that, that seems like a uh, uh, 27 year old Aussie. Yeah, I knew it was white people. Oh, <laughs> uh, who does a vandalism? Ah, uh, Westerners. Um. Oh, and then, uh, yeah, Logan Paul with the suicide and then the haunted forest. That didn't really help either. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a little too much of a self-promotion. But uh, I got to say, because I, I, was remi- I never saw the video when it first came out. So I wanted to, I actually saw the video for the first time. It's, I think it's still on TMZ. It's like, PK, why did you fucking watch this shit? I'm like, I don't know. I, I want to be a, I want to judge this myself. So I saw the video and then uh, clearly the guy is like, hey, hey, like Logan Paul and everything, he, 
I'll be honest, it's not as bad as I thought. I go, yeah, it sucks that the very gall of him posting the video as a self-promotion and all that. Yes, I understand. I, I, I get annoyed by that too. But, you know, when he posted the video, he didn't go around there like, hey, it's a dead fucking body. Start humping it or anything. You know, having necrophilia with it. Like the whole fucking, what is it? The the, 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 the prank videos that him and his brother do. It's more of like, hey, Gaga, he has his, basically his own 30 minutes of 13 reasons why season three. It's like, you know what? If you feel depressed or anything, uh, call your friends. <laughs> I just started laughing. It's like, this motherfucker, man. And then friends are that. It's like, yeah, it's a fucking dead body. And to be honest, it's a haunted forest. You know, that's like a, that's the thing. This is where this shit goes down and he caught it. So I'm like, and then I, I'm not so mad about the Logan Paul video. And then, you know, th- these kinds of things would be posted on the internet at some point. And then you had the fucking shooting in Auckland and shit that looked like a fucking Twitch video. Like it's a fucking Counter-Strike or Call of Duty. And then like people were like committing suicide on fucking you know the live video on facebook live and shit it 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 happened dozen worse things but yeah it's the self-promotion of it sucked but then like how else would you bring awareness to anything hey this shit happens in japan and then the fucking south park makes one of them too and like hey you know japanese people just like fucking kill themselves blah 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 it's like people don't get bad at south park so anyways that's that but it doesn't really help with the foreigners i understand the Japanese people are bad. And then there's some uh, businesses that are, like, not allowing foreigners in their businesses at all. Oh, my God. Like, the, the traditional Japanese sipping out here. But basically, the article I read, it yeah, yeah, don't be an asshole. And then, like, I want to go to Japan, too. But now I'm like, now I don't want to go. I don't know if these people are going to welcome me. And then they're going to look at me and be like, look at these motherfucking Korean. Another one visiting here. Because, like, from Korea, it's a two-hour flight. And you just go grab ramen and, and, and like, Hokkaido or something and just fly back on a weekend. It's a weekend trip. It really is a weekend trip. You know, you can do that. People can afford it. The, the accessibility is, like, wide and, you know, people you know, and all that. The f- the flight costs are down also, you know, in that distance, right? So I'm just like, whatever, man. It's like flight from Detroit to North Carolina, basically. Or Atlanta, a couple hours. So it's like, what did you expect? And then I'm like, to be honest, the real historical hater of me comes out and be like, like I said earlier, it was like, hold up a second, Japan. A hundred years ago, you invaded all these motherfuckers. You fought Russia and all that shit. You fought China. You invaded Philippines. You did the Pearl Harbor and all that shit. You got you bastardized our culture, blocking our buildings and shit, building up your little little empress buildings, and then taking our historic artifacts and destroying it, whatever. Yet we come back a hundred years later. We pay the fucking money, and then like a little bit of a fucking sand dune, a little bit of a fucking Kyoto, where you where they memorize their ancestors who killed our ancestors. And then you 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 say that no 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 we don't like this we don't like this I'm sorry you invaded and like took our arable lands and shit for 500 years now you don't like it for the, the the increase of your economy over the last two decades give me a fucking break there's that side to be pipping coming up to and then go like you know what mainland Chinese and then the Korean people Taiwanese people Hong Kong people go go do your shit and then be like oh oh you think you think this is a you you think this is a raping of the culture. Can you, do you want to invent the time machine and go back and see what you did to our people, to our great grandparents and shit? Come on, man. So, anyways, it's a harsh joke, or it's a harsh joke. I'm fucking kidding. I love Japan. Jesus, I want to go. I still love Japanese wrestling and everything. 
Their culture is a little weird, which is why it's fascinating for all the out- people outside Japan. So I love sushi. Sashimi is healthy. You know, although uh, we worry about the overfishing and shit. So anyways, so don't be a dick when you go travel. But however, at the same time, the Japanese people, remember the history. So you think this is the invasion? No, 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 no. You did the real invasion. This is nothing. You need us. You need the foreigners. You may need some of these people to work in your country to support your ass, the sinking land of that island because of global warming. So I'm just like, it's a part of the deal. Unfortunately, but I love Japan. Don't be an asshole. Stop like fucking spray painting shit. Stop throwing trashes. I hate that too. I, I, I try to look for garbage. So that's why I held on to the garbage in the end. And then I got to the subway station. Then I threw it out. I don't want to just go into a business and just like fucking barge in and just get find the garbage can there. That's not a good thing either. Unless I'm buying something, but I wasn't going to buy anything. So there's that. Respect the cultures, but Japan... Just remember what happened over the last 120 years, even 500 years ago in 1592 to 1598. Remember what happened when you tried to invade China through Korea. Mm. Anyways, thanks for listening. That was a little longer episode than I thought, but uh, you know, I'm I'm ready to get on a flight. I gotta go pack, <laughs> and then uh, I go Raptors. We the North. We the Winterfell. We the Starks. Fuck it. And then uh, I I don't know how the series is gonna go. So uh, you know, you know what? We'll check back in a couple weeks after uh, the, the June seventeenth, I think, if I remember right. Uh, June fifth, June nineteenth. Holy shit! I may have a busy week there too, so I might record ahead of time. But uh, let's see what happens. Thanks for listening, and then uh, please subscribe on the Apple Podcast, or Stitcher, or Google Play Music, or TuneIn Radio, or whatever the pod thing you use. You can find the show on the A Show. The thumbs up. Uh, email me. I don't have Twitter anymore. So aa-show at outlook.com. aa-show at outlook.com. Uh, have a great rest of the week, and then uh, we'll check back in a couple of weeks. Bye-bye. Nobody's feeling. Nobody's feeling.